The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome to The Christine Upchurch Show here on 1150 AM KKNW Alternative Talk Radio here in the Seattle area, Transformation Talk Radio around the world, Blog Talk Radio, and if you're listening after the fact, it might be christineupchurch.com or one of the dozens of podcasts it sends up, including iTunes. But wherever and whenever you're joining us here today, we're so grateful you're here. And uh, before we get into the show, I want to say hello to the man behind all this technology. And I see like a whole rat's nest of cords like heading up towards the whoa, ceiling. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't okay. be throwing us under the bus uh, like that. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. It just looks like way too many cords. There, I'm sure, a few. I'm sure there's happy, some but... meaning behind it. But oh, oh, no, it's not another camera, is it? Oh, God help me. Once upon a time, Benny, you know what? Radio, you, you could come in your PJs and it right. wouldn't matter. Forget about it now. Yeah. <laughs> you have good looking PJs on if you're going to be on. Yes, and we have, you know, gone through different platforms and added multiple, uh, you know, facets and ideas and theories on how we can hear and view your show. Uh-huh. So we're just making it better for everyone. That's yeah. all. Okay. Well, okay. that's good. I'll hide and the wires once you're done. I'll put my lipstick on later. <laughs> you don't need it. And uh, you're beautiful inside. Oh, oh, thank you. Ben. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Um, nice to see you today. Yeah, pleasure to see you too. <laughs> and um, I've got a, a, a little bit of news mm-hmm. um, in this week's edition of New Spirit Journal. Um, I'm on the homepage being interviewed by Krista Gibson, and the article and um, audio interview is called Interviewing the Interviewer. Ah. Yeah, and we had a great conversation. It's about a 20-minute conversation, uh, and it's, you know, it's about my business. It's about how I've shifted over the years. Mm-hmm. I get very personal with Krista, so please check it out at NewSpiritJournal.com. Sounds amazing, and Krista's featured on a number of other shows here at the station, so it's good yeah. to hear her and doing the same thing with you. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's right It on. was fun. It was fun, and I've known Krista since... Oh, gosh, 2005 or so when she first started New Spirit Journal. I actually have, too. Yeah. We have a history as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 we don't want to cry. And it is, yeah. <laughs> and, and New Spirit Journal is wonderful, too. <clears throat> yep. You know, today um, we are going to be talking to Selena Matreya. And she's got sort of an interesting background, um, background in, in photography, supporting commercial photographers, supporting people in the creative realm. And then eventually she shifted to looking more into spirituality and supporting people to find peace within their lives despite irritations, despite chaos, despite traumatic events. And she had a traumatic event of her own, which kind of deepened her practice. She's an author. She's a teacher. um, And we're really grateful to have her here today, Selena Matreya. Hi, Selena. Hey, Christine. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here with you. You know, Selena, I find it fascinating. Like, for those of us who've been on our conscious journeys for many, many years, we're at this weird point, at least here in the United States, where the world seems to be turning upside down. All the, the, the positive affirmations and meditations and, you know, all these hopes for creating a positive future um, seems to be kind of getting turned upside down. And I find that people are getting irritated more easily. People are getting more off balance. And I think that there are a lot of people who consider themselves to be spiritual or on their conscious journeys who are feeling stuck. What's going on and, and why is it you're showing up to help us? Well, I think you, you, really, hit, um, you really hit it on the head. We are indeed living in ongoing um, increasingly, uh, seemingly increasingly challenging times. 
Uh, you know, Christine, you're 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 experienced. You're a seasoned spiritual teacher as well. You know, we live um, on a planet of great polarity. Mm. Being in, you know, coming into this planet as energy in a form body. That's uh, there's nothing more um, paradoxical than that. Right. So here we are, these energetic beings coming into form on a planet that's full of paradox. Um, we are at a time, many people are talking at very high levels of our of our world, about the spiritual world, about the fact that, you know, in 2012, our Mayan brothers and sisters talked about the fact that that was a time where we had more consciousness on the planet than ever before. We know that every time, you know, you can't have darkness without light, you can't mm-hmm. create light without darkness. So here we are at a time on our planet, our physical planet, a planet of polarity, where we have so much consciousness for the first time going on. And it was almost inevitable that we would have a backlash of dark energies that mm-hmm. came up about. And so this ongoing, you know, increase of consciousness and responding of 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 dark energy, it's purposeful. It's, 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 nobody wants to go through it. It's unfortunate that we're, we're going through such extremely tough times, but we have great opportunities to use the difficulty to bring about even more light. And I think the time is right for people to understand that they have choice in their response to any difficulty. And in this time of great transition with so much difficulty around, we'll have lots of practice. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we will have lots of practice. I I think that sometimes people who are going through a lot or who are feeling really downtrodden will say, "Sure, she can say that because her life is easy, or she hasn't experienced the the real difficulties." What do you say to that? Well, you know, it's it's really interesting because I don't think there's anyone I've ever met, and probably no one you've ever met, that hasn't gone through. Um, and doesn't go through daily irritations from, you know, as simple as somebody scooping a subway seat or, or what happens on the roads and all the anger that is expressed on the roads. You go to the supermarket, Christine, you need to get out. You're pressured on time. You're standing in the eight items or less. And there's a woman ahead of you with a huge basket and, and she's stressed and things are taking time. We all have stresses in our life and we also at different times experience a great tragedy. Right. And so the idea isn't whether or not we're going through it now. The idea is really how do we choose to respond mm. to any type of irritation or difficulty. Okay. So you were going about your life, and you had shifted to you know being a, a spiritual teacher, being on your spiritual journey. And something significant happened to you that really tested you. What was that? Well... I, yeah, um, I'm 64 years old. Mm-hmm. I became a spiritual student at the age of 14. My name, Selena Maitreya, was actually given to me by my first spiritual teacher when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And so being a student has been with me for 40-plus years. Um, I became a teacher 17 years ago, um, and concurrently and before that, I've been a guide, as you mentioned, to commercial photographers around the world. Mm-hmm. So about 17 years ago, um, when Spirit came through and started speaking through me, um, the whole idea of being a teacher um, became so alive within me that it was impossible not to teach. Okay. When you say and, Spirit started speaking through you, mm-hmm. can you share with our listeners how that manifested? Sure. I was actually sitting with my teacher, um, who's a woman named Reverend Hope Gorman, who lives in Mankato, Minnesota, a wonderful, humble, brilliant woman um, who's been my teacher for over 20 years. And I was sitting in her kitchen. She now has a, and has for many years now, had a lovely, lovely center. But this was when she was starting as well. And I was sitting with her, um, receiving a teaching, and literally a voice started speaking through me um, that was not my voice, that was saying words that I would not phrase the way they were phrased. Uh-huh. And it came through with a message that I was to be a teacher um, to help others to recognize um, and, and how do you, I was to be a teacher to help them to utilize their daily life as their practice. Mm. And then for the next several years, that started 
to um, manifest while I was still a consultant and raising my boys. I was a single mom uh-huh. and raised my boys for the last 15 years outside of Boston. Uh-huh. And so it came to a time when it was a time for the, the boys were in relationships. It was time to sell our house. And for me to actually move into the world as a teacher, uh, letting the consulting go uh, alongside. And I was moving to New York. I had done a lot of work there. Um, and two days before closing on my house, on the very first day of the rest of my life, um, a woman ran a red light and hit my car on the way to, I was on the way to cleaning my house for the very last time. Oh, boy. And it was brilliant. It was amazing because here was the first day after really working so hard to be a mom and a teacher and a consultant. This was going to be my time, and here I am on a gorgeous day. I had an Audi convertible. The top is down. I'm just letting myself take a deep inhale because the rest of my life was in front of me to unfold. Right. And as... Um, as I'm sitting at the light, a cloud came along, and I hit the button to shut the top of my car, thank goodness. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Two seconds later, a woman just ran right through a red light at 70 miles an hour and hit my car door, my driver door, with a van. And what happened to you? Well, it, it was an amazing experience in the car. I had the most incredible experience. Um, the car filled with light. I experienced, I, I had the feeling that I was dying and that mm. I was, this was it. And so I thanked the universe for my life. And that was the last, last words out of my mouth were, thank you so very much. Mm. And then I didn't exist. And in the world of science and medicine, we say I was knocked out. And uh-huh. my experience was, beyond words, was this experience of not existing. That's what I'll say. Mm. Um, just to cut to the chase, the... Um, when I came back into my body, I was given a message by spirit. I was told that this was an event that had been created to take me out of my life. They said I would leave the car without a broken bone or a cut, and I would be taken out of my life um, for several months and years so mm-hmm. that they could restructure my frequency and deliver to me what I was to teach to others. Ooh, this, this is cool, and I really want to talk about what it means to shift frequency, because that's something that's near and dear to my heart. We have to go to a quick break, but stay tuned for more with Selena Matreya. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, It can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. If you struggle with fear and anxiety, you know how powerless and stuck these emotions can make you feel. You've tried everything, but nothing helped you overcome these blocks. Dr. Friedman Schaub, award-winning author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, created a special program which helped thousands of his clients to become healthy, happy, and confident again. Learn how to eliminate negative self-talk, let go of your emotional baggage, and replace limiting beliefs. With Dr. Friedman's accelerated program, you can break through your challenges. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. 
For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host, Sherry Clark, explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host, Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Welcome back to the Christy Neptor Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. I'm talking to Selena Matreya today, and you know, Selena... I'm so fascinated by what you were saying. You you were in that accident and you ceased to exist on some level and yet you were, you know, you came back into your body, into your life and you said spirit was working with you to adjust your frequencies. Can you share with our listeners a little bit more what you mean by that? Yeah, I didn't know what they meant either for all the work I had done. Um, I had been a spiritual deep spiritual student with my teacher probably for about 12 years before this event happened. Uh-huh. And um, I, I'm very comfortable with the understanding of watching my 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 life stream. What I refer to my existence as my life stream because, mm-hmm. you know, when we say me or I, we're talking about ourselves as if we're a one-dimensional being, but we're a multi-dimensional being, right? Yes. And so I'm very comfortable watching my life stream as I move through the world. So I'm not so buried inside what's happening that I don't have an awareness. So Mm -hmm. what happens for me, to answer your question, is that as I move through the day, I'm watching how I be as I be. Mm -hmm. And as I know that I'm... um, starting to feel tired or uh, a little stressed or perhaps I'm a little, um, I've got a lot, my brain is going quickly. I note it and I stop and I, I often choose to shift into a higher frequency realm, meaning that um, I'll literally stop and I'll do some breathing and I'll do some, um, I'll bring myself, I'll bring myself, I'll get present to what I'm grateful for if I'm feeling all anxious or worried. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, similar to, you know, we can't be hot and cold or sick and well at the same time. We can't really be holding a low-frequency vibration that looks like worry or fear, shows up as, you know, anxiety, at the same time that we're feeling at peace, that we're feeling kind, that we're feeling compassionate. So I'm always watching how I be and choosing to change my frequencies through the practices that I have. And this is what I share with students as well. So what you're doing is you're being both the observer and the observed. And the observer sort of steps in to help the observed make changes when necessary. Well, yeah. And and the way I refer to it, exactly, it's just slightly different language, is my high frequency. You know, we're all born. As we come into this world we, we take our first breath, and that high frequency of love of who we are, of the oneness, that is the one constant that we all share, whether we choose to recognize it or not, or we have the experience, we are all born with the energy of love within us. And uh-huh. that is what we see in our children's eyes, yes. what we see in our lover's eyes, what we connect to with strangers on the street. And that high frequency energy is there for us to access. But, you know, we're so conditioned, and we're by the time we become adults or even young adults, we're conditioned to really put our attention on our brain, to focus on our thoughts, mm-hmm. to value our thoughts and our um, and our emotions in a way that doesn't necessarily always serve us. And our intuitive body is buried in our trunk, and we we you know we just don't have access and we don't actualize it. So when okay, but, but, hold, hold, yeah. hold on a sec. You said our intuitive body is buried in our trunk? 
the trunk of our car. Yeah, like if we're if okay. we were a car, if we were a car, and when we're born, our intuitive bodies drive in the car. It's like a baby's language is energy before yeah. words are even given to us. Sure. You know? Okay. And yeah. So by the time we get to be, you know, teenagers and adults, we've forgotten about that gift of our intuitive body because we've been conditioned to focus on our brains and our emotions. Mm-hmm. But what Spirit was really referring to was, um, I think, a higher level because I had done all this work um, and I was used to shifting my frequencies. There were still parts of me, you know, I'm a human being, mm-hmm. as we all are. And no matter how much work we do, there's always parts of our humanity that need to be softened and edges to be, you know, rubbed over. And, and Spirit was ready to give me a big tune-up and deliver to me uh, information, and I needed to be at a high frequency. So they were clear that there'd be no broken bones because that would be a distraction, uh-huh. but that I'd be taken out. And my job was literally to surrender, to just go with what happened and know that I would be fine. So and that did did you did you have job. physical pain? I mean, let, let's talk about the the human aspect of it. You said yeah. no broken bones. Were you right. in pain? You know, I I had a little bit of soreness where the door. Luckily, I was in a good car. Uh-huh. I had a and the airbags mysteriously never came out. Um, wow. I um I had a little bit of soreness, but what happens with a brain injury is uh, within three days, um, I was unable to walk down a hallway. Oh, my and goodness. And what happens with a severe brain injury is not only do you have extreme fatigue, but everything, it's very hard to explain. There's almost no language for it. Everything that we do now that we take for granted, like taking a step across the street, is actually several steps. And I wasn't able to progress through the first. Oh, so wow. I, I was completely wiped out. I, it was physically taxing to try to create words, to try to read a newspaper. Um, I wasn't able to be uh, around people. I couldn't stand light or sound. I was literally in connection to Source 22 hours a day for about two and a half years. And when I really had to get on a train to go to Boston to see my neurologist, it was extremely difficult and physically um, painful because um, it hurt. Mm-hmm. It hurts to try to use your brain when you can't. Wow. So, so this isn't just <laughs> like, okay, well, experience. you just decided to spend two and a half years kind of looking within. You were, you were forced into it from your, was, your brain you know, injury. I, I, yes, but I also... I, I was I had an I had choice I still had choice mm-hmm. because it just like and this is where what you said earlier was so true while difficulty happens we always have choice as to how we respond to it mm-hmm. so it was in my choice of response that I didn't create even more difficulty right. so when I felt so fortunate Christine and so gifted that spirit did come through in the car and tell me what was happening and tell me to surrender. And so fortunate that I had the tools to use when um, I saw that I needed them to help me to continue to just go along with the fact that I had no guarantees. Would I ever be different? Would I ever be better? How would I make my money? Um, You know, there were a lot of real world issues and my job was just to know that to pay attention, to show up. Mm-hmm. So I was a person, Christine, that had organized everybody's life. That's uh-huh. what I did as a consultant. That's uh-huh. what I did as a mother. That's how I went through my life. And now I was every all of that stopped on a dime, wow. and I waited to see where I was to go, and mm-hmm. then I would take steps. You were having a hard enough time just having your brain organized enough to do what you needed to do as a human. Wow, that's that's a that's a huge change, and I, and I think Selena that many people in that situation would feel victimized, or they might resist their you know re- resist what has happened, what where they were at, and yet you use that really important S word, surrender. Um, mm-hmm. Did you sometimes find that challenging to surrender to what never, was never? And I'll tell you why because. While this difficulty was going on, at the same time, I had access to that realm that I experienced in the car when I was not conscious. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So when I laid down or sat up and closed my eyes, I had immediate, immediate connection to the paradigm where where that I had experienced in the car that was complete, unbelievable sense of peace. Wow. So I just wanted that. I just wanted to go to that. And because I had such a deep relationship with spirit and source and the oneness, I knew I would be fine. There was just something. And, and here I will tell you that what I learned, and I'm not a scientist, I can only speak from this person's experience. When the brain is injured, there is an amazing sense of peace and acceptance that comes. So the brain injury, this is once again the paradoxical nature of, of where we, we exist, that although my brain was completely uh, damaged, there was no interest in the life stream to shift it or to try. There was no stress. There was no um, concern. And as my brain healed three, four years later, uh-huh. the fear came back. The concern came back. The difficulty and irritation came back. And I watched that as I healed, there was more of this low-frequency energy. Interesting. So and, it was fascinating. And and when we return, let's talk more about, like, as you entered back into your life, the tools that you developed that we can now use to find peace instead of irritation in our own lives. Stay tuned for more with Selena Matreya here in just a few moments. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit EmpoweringEnergy.com. That's Empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Right now, ask yourself, how far are you from your dream? Are you closer today than yesterday? Entrepreneur and personal coach Deborah Rothschild brings the wit and wisdom to transform you into a new dynamic you. Tune in to the Deborah Rothschild Show, Developing a Dynamic You. To learn more about Deborah, visit thedebrashow.com. That's the D-E-B-R-A show.com. Tune in live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on transformationtalkradio.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The Vibration of Change that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change, 
with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. I'm having a conversation today, a fascinating conversation today, both on air and off um, during the breaks with Selena Matreya. Selena Matreya is a spiritual teacher. And um, first of all, Selena, I love the fact that you talk about practical spirituality. Why do you put it in those terms? Well, thank you. Um, Spirit gave that name to the body of work they gave me to teach. Practical spirituality, are those are words that refer to the use of our everyday life as the transformational tool for us to increase our consciousness and build a life of peace. Very often when people think of spirituality, they think of prayer or meditation or yoga, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's like there's a yoga studio in every corner, like it was a Benetton sweater store in Paris in the <laughs> 80s on every corner. And I think it's fabulous and wonderful. I'd rather see yoga studios than Benetton stores, although they were great right. sweaters. But, um, but spiritual, you know, changing meditation and yoga are external practices that allow us to tap into the internal self, Uh but our everyday life, um, our irritations, the difficulties, our tragedies, these are the opportunities we have moment to moment to make transformation. So Spirit gave me a body of work to teach people how how to utilize the difficulties, because we've been conditioned to think that difficulties are a place to land rather than an alert system. Uh-huh. And when we learn to use difficulties and irritations as an alert system to remind us to shift our frequencies and we know how to shift our frequencies, well, then we can have a peaceful life. And there's nothing more practical than that. Uh-huh. So we bring spirituality into our daily life, and that's why it's practical spirituality. Right. And I think that it's all intertwined. I, I you know, I'm, I've got a book that's going to be coming out in 2020 called The Top 20 Myths About Spirituality. I think that we've done a disservice our spiritual nature by compartmentalizing it in the meditation room or the yoga studio on the corner. Um, And I really think that the juiciest experiences of of our spiritual nature happen as we go about our daily lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what this work is about, because it's really, you know, while we're talking about this and while listeners are listening in, I guarantee you, Christine, there are hundreds of people out there where this is like really resonating with them, but they don't know what to do with it, that mm-hmm. that this is starting to wake up yeah. certain parts of who they are. And so it's easy to talk about, but the process, because we've been so conditioned to own our emotions and to, you know, we're always told as little kids, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Or we're told, change your thinking, change your life. And, and actually, when we're told change your thinking, change your life, we're being asked to change the wrong end of the equation. One of the pieces that we were talking about off air was the, the um, I had read in a journal a few months ago, a scientist, a neurologist, because of course I have a brain injury, I'm looking into that. Uh-huh. A neurologist was talking about how the brain doesn't create anew. It recognizes that which it knows and creates structure around uh-huh. it. So that which it knows is frequency, because we, we are filled with frequency. We mm-hmm. have EKGs and EEGs, right. and at the end of our life, there's a machine that measures the frequency in our body, and when it's gone, we're told we are deceased. Right, so and, and also you can, there are various ways scientists have been able to evaluate the light that emanates from us. It's called the biofield, and that can shift as well based on certain factors. So it, there, there is this aspect of the higher frequency vibration that exists, and it's scientific. Absolutely. And for those of us that experience it all the time, you know, well, science is wonderful. We love science, mm-hmm. and it's great when they come along for the ride. But we, <laughs> we know this to be true because this is what we experience as right, well. Right. And so... The whole idea is that as um, when we're told to change your thinking, the thought is what the brain does after it recognizes the energy. It creates the worry. It creates the anxiety. But if we catch it at the root cause, at the frequency end, we're changing what, what's happening rather than changing the after okay. effect. What, can you give us an example, Selena? Sure. 
when people are told, um, when people want to make a change, they're told to stop, th- stop thinking, you know, stop having worries. Uh-huh. Somebody's being told, stop having worries. Well, how do you, you know, somebody's told not to worry. What do they do? They start to worry more. Right. But the opposite Or they worry worrying, about their worrying, you know? <laughs> they worry about their worrying. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. So if a person is in a low-frequency state of worry, one of the, one of the uh, practices that they can do is to sit down and simply, not on the computer, but literally with a pen and paper, because we live in the physical world, we need to make this physical, to start writing down what they are grateful for. Now, we hear about gratitude journals all mm-hmm. the time. Sure. I'm not talking about making a laundry list. I'm talking about writing one thing down that you're grateful for and bringing it fully, because we're frequency, into your body. Mm. Feel that fully and go on to the next and right. write it down, because... You can't be sick and well. You can't be hot and cold. You can't be in worry and gratitude. So when you go to gratitude, like feel it in your body and Uh take the time to do this, you are shifting your frequency. I think that's a really important point because the the gratitude journaling, although it's powerful in some ways, it's really more about the mental exercise. And what you're talking about is embracing what happens in your emotions, what happens in your nervous system, what happens in your frequency as you embrace it and let it envelop you. Um, Exactly, because I'm asking people to look at a language shift and look at a perception of what are emotions for. Emotions are now utilized as a landing pad. They happen Something happens. Somebody doesn't. Let's let's look at something simple. You're you're going about your day. You're in a rush. You're going um, into a building. Somebody in front of you is in a bigger rush than you are. Doesn't hold the door. Mm-hmm. So suddenly the door slams in your face, mm-hmm. and so many people start creating a story about that. Oh my God! Look at how they disrespected me, and, right. and screw them, and what are they doing? And they create this whole story, and they land inside of it. Mm-hmm. If we could get to a place, and many people are where that door slams, you notice your initial reaction, and if it's of the, that low frequency, you say, ah, oh, alarm clock, time for me to fill myself with love mm-hmm. because there's a place in me that is lacking right. because I was so readily um, able to denigrate this person because they simply didn't think to hold the door. Or to so feel victimized starting, by that person, yes. Yes, yeah, so we're starting to use our emotions differently. We're using them as an alarm clock. Uh-huh. So it's being aware of what our emotions are or our thoughts right. and using them as an alarm clock, not a landing pad. Yes, I like that. As an alarm clock and not a landing pad. Okay, so... And, so And then you're able to switch. Yeah. So how do we make that switch? I mean, I know that the observation piece of it's important, but... Um, how how do we really switch in that moment? It's like, let's say that we're, you know, walking out of the grocery store and there, there are crowds and we need to get in our car and drive. How do we do it within the context of a busy life? Right. Everybody has a busy life. So you get in the car and you take, you, you take a moment and you start to breathe and you literally focus your attention on the breath. And as it goes in, you start to really visualize the most the person who loves you the most, a time in your life where you are extremely happy, or you simply go to gratitude for having the ability to breathe, Mm. but you feel it fully. People very often want to take big steps. The whole idea behind practical spirituality is we're using the small moments in our life, and we're creating small moments. And when you stop that whole um, because it's frequency, when you mm-hmm. stop that pattern of energy that's racing through your body of disrespect and denial uh-huh. and the story that's starting to happen, it's like pulling a plug out of the wall. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do a lot. You just need to go to a higher frequency thought, the breath, um, an idea that you can fully bring into your body. Mm-hmm. The difficult part, the very difficult part, is for people to choose to do this, even if they know it, because of the conditioning, because we're habitual people. Mm -hmm. So this is a process that needs to be repeated over and over, and as Spirit has said to me, that's why we give you so so much difficulty in your day, Uh because you need a lot of practice. Right, right. And I I think about sort of the, the 
physicality of that hamster wheel of, 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 of being stuck there and how we and you talk about how it's a habit and it I, I think that a good analogy is trying to eat differently when we're stuck in a pattern where we're not eating healthy. It's really hard to step out of that sometimes. It's like, because we want those potato chips or whatever it is. Well, that, one of the ways to shift that is that most people do is they go to guilt and they go to anxiety uh-huh. and they're angry with themselves and they create this whole other wheel of difficulty that's a whole other distraction. Uh-huh. So if we go into it and we allow ourselves to eat what we want to eat and we totally feel it and appreciate it, and then we start to visualize how we're going to feel when we make these changes, what what's going to happen mm. in our life, not just think about it, but feel each change that we wish for, really feel it fully and bring it into our life energetically, then we're creating a new energetic pattern. And the more we do that, the more we want to make that shift. So people make the mistake of focusing on what's not right, and right. they create more of that. Yeah, yeah. But when we put our attention on what we want, we create more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great conversation. Um, we're going to continue this in just a few moments. Stay tuned for more here on the Christine Upchurch Show. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show, and Selena Matreya is our guest. Love that song, Benny. Love, love, love that song. Before we go any further, Selena, this, this hour is just going to run out on us. I want to make sure that our listeners know how they can connect with you and what it is you offer. Well, thank you. Um, I have a wonderful website. It is practicalspiritualitywithselena.com. And that's S-E-L-I-N-A. And there are teachings there as well as a lot of wonderful material that people can read. 
Um, I work one-on-one with students. Um, my students that have worked with me come to me for, for a long period of time because the work we have to do is ongoing. Um, and I'm more than happy to set up um, calls with people who are interested in learning how to make their life, their practice, learn how to use their difficulty and turn it into peace. Mm-hmm. I meet with people, um, set up an appointment, a cost-free appointment to talk on Skype. I also do lectures um, around the world, um, and I am in the process of writing a book. So I'm very oh, interested in working with people one-on-one and in large groups to help spread the word. That's great. That's great. So if we are to bring this into our lives, um, this shifting of focus, the shifting of vibration, um, you talked about how it can attract different things into our lives. Beyond the, 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 the experience of peace, which of course is huge, what about what it is we can manifest beyond that? You mean in terms of the world of physicality, in yes. terms of the love and the money and the accomplishments or, that people are well, per, often looking for? That's a part of it, and, and, and there could be other aspects of it in terms of how we view self. I'm, I'm just kind of curious on your perspective mm-hmm. of what are the, the sort of the grounded benefits of this? Well, we have a whole system within us, a whole tool bag of support that's currently not activated. And that is the tool bag of our highest wisdom, our intuitive body, uh, our sense of spirit, our, our, our connection to source. So whenever you have any type of tool that is not being activated, there's a part of you that's not whole. I mean, you're not a whole being. You're not functioning at your top capacity, and you're not able to fully experience your life through all of who you are. So for me, the benefit of um, being able to witness how I be as I move has, mm-hmm. has delivered to me a deeper, meaningful relationships. I'm able to utilize my time in ways that serve my highest, my highest good and the highest good of all. Oh, that's um, huge. Before you go any further, huge. I mean, I, I yeah. think about how we spend so much of our lives being busy doing all sorts of things that feel like they don't ser- really serve us. The things that we do often don't serve us. And that's, yeah, exactly. And people fill their lives because they're, they, they recognize on some level, people recognize the lack of connection to source. And mm. so they fill it with busyness. Mm. They fill it with stuff. Right. They fill it with shopping, with food, with sex, with drugs, mm-hmm. with alcohol. Sure. All of that has a purpose in our life, possibly in, in certain ways. But when we overload on it, that's an indication that th- what people talk about is something missing. And in, in psychology, we might call it a sense of self. In spirit, we call it connection with the divine, mm-hmm. the divine of who we are, not just the divine that we visually see outside of us, because we are we are the divine. And that, that aspect in us is what we seek to connect but when we don't know that we seek to connect to it, sometimes we don't even know it's missing. That's when people are uber busy and right. filling their life with things because they don't have that connection. Right. And I think that for women in particular, but I think the same thing's true with men to a certain degree. In our culture, we feel like we get some sort of badge if we're the busiest, you know, if our lives seem the fullest. And um, it ends up making us feel kind of empty, I think sometimes. Yeah, I, the value the value is skewered. And so when the value is on busy, we want to, you know, we want to live up to that. Uh-huh. So it's it's learning to shift our values and and have our values be about leaving living a deep and meaningful life. Mm-hmm. And meaning deep and meaningful life may look different to many people. It has a different tenor and a different flavor, but it always comes with a connection to quiet, to a connection to the place inside of us that isn't about the doing, it's about the being. Mm-hmm. So we can do a lot, but it's how do you be when you do a lot? Right. And and when you're tapped into the beingness of your life stream, you choose often not to do a lot because it's, it's part of the process of tapping into the being is the choice to sit with the being, to... Right 
to take time and to experience more than to rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that for me, uh, if I've been spending time in nature or been spending plenty of quiet time, when I get into the hustle bustle of the freeway um, or, you know, life in civilization, there's something that feels really off to me. Like there's, there's, it, it's almost like I've gotten off the merry-go-round and, and I don't really want to hop back on. Yeah. Yeah, very much so because you've gotten, you've tapped into that intuitive nature in your life stream and, and that calls to you. And the more, you know, frequency fills up. So the more we fill ourselves with high frequency experiences, the more that is present in the physical world because the physical aspects of our life are so important for us to recognize. So oh, that's you just said time. something really important. It's it's not about transcending the spiritual. I mean, transcending the physical and only being spiritual. It's about um, grounding it and 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 living it expansively. It, it is about living it expansively and be, and that's why it's practical spirituality and why we deal with our daily life because. If all it was was transcendent, we'd go sit and be that monk with a monk in a monastery. We're being asked to be monks without monasteries. Uh-huh. We're being asked to be ordinary people living extraordinary lives. Yeah. And the way we have an extraordinary life is to live within the world as a monk without a monastery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, that that's going to be a great title for your book. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That uh, was another gift from Spirit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of a title, and with a few seconds of asking, it arrived. Oh, that's so. great. And and so that's, to me, I think that's another advantage that is probably comes very naturally to you. I think it comes reasonably naturally to me as well, and many people on their path. But I think that the the more we are in alignment with that, uh, you know, observer mode and sort of r- shifting our frequency and being, being, you know, more expansively, that it allows us to be in tune with that intuitive self, that, that, that divine whisper. And um, that's, that's quite a gift. That's quite a benefit. Well, I, I would share with everyone listening here, if you, if you receive nothing else from this um, conversation today, and I'm sure there's a lot that's been received, Remember that it is not the chaos that lands, it is your response to the chaos, because it's our response that creates our next moment. Mm. And so when chaos lands, if we respond to it with high frequency, if we choose to access the high frequency that we all have, then we create the next moment. So I'm no different, and Christine, you're no different than anybody listening in, except we have made a choice and continue to make the choice to recognize, to access, to actualize, and to access that high frequency in our daily life. Mm, Beautifully said, and that's a great place to end. Thank you so much, Selena, for joining us here today. Such a pleasure. Thank you. And um, I want to remind you guys that her website is Practical Spirituality with Selena. And also, please go to NewSpiritJournal.com and take a look at the, the article and listen to the podcast of Krista Gibson interviewing me. And I want you to enjoy your week, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com, where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.